The Resource Center is always happy to help with your financial advice needs. Tom is with a disability rep, Roy. Tom? You know, that, that is absolutely true. They're here for you to help with all sorts of needs. We're talking to your disability rep, Roy Rickstrew. Good to see you again. Howdy, howdy. Okay, we got a fight going here. Doctor yeah. versus doctor. What's the story? Well, it, it comes up all the time. You know, the role that Social Security's doctors play seems like it's confrontational to your doctor. A lot of times there's disagreement. Right. And we've talked a little bit in the past. You know, the thing we have to remember is that Social Security's got a number of medical opinions in your file. Mm -hmm. Your doctor may know you really well, but they've got to kind of balance this out and, and rectify it in some yeah, way. Yeah, it, it's not a free ride, so you do have to you know, take all the opinions. That's right. Right. All right. So a couple things, you know, Social Security relies on their physicians for a couple things, both at the initial and the reconsideration levels. Uh, they have doctors to look at the file, kind of digest some of the medical information, give an idea of what limitations a person would reasonably have because of their conditions. Okay. And they help set what they call the residual functioning capacity. Okay, explain that. Yeah, so this is the most that you can do despite your condition. Okay. And disability really boils down to this. They look at what you can do at the most, despite your condition, and compare that to what employers require at the least. Oh, okay. And that, that, in a nutshell, is what disability translates to. Okay, but you know, you all right, I know there's more than just this, of course. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, consultative exams. Yeah, so Social Security also utilizes medical experts on the outside, uh, folks that they send you to, and we've talked about these examinations yes. before. If there's any ambiguity in your medical file, if there are specific things that they need to get a gauge on, they'll send you out to a doctor who's an independent third party, works on contract with Social Security, but is not part of Social Security itself. Let me ask you this, because I don't know if we've you know, thrown this around, kidding around or whatever, but are you always gonna be able to see the doctor who knows what your problem is, yeah. or is it a different specialist sometimes? Yeah, so Social Security sends over a list of your allegations, the things that you claim are disabling. Okay. Sometimes they send across some medical records to kind of give a baseline understanding to the physician. We've talked before about problems with these examinations. Yeah. I've seen folks sent to gynecology for orthopedic issues. That's, that's what I've I mean. seen pathologists okay. give an opinion. You know, folks that are doctors, yes, but they don't actually treat the conditions. Um, there's problems with that consultative examination process. From Do my, you have to accept that? Um, you can actually contest the doctor that they send you to, uh -huh. but traditionally, unless you have experience where they've seen you before and gave a negative opinion, okay. it is kind of harder. Um, if you can credential the doctor and know exactly what they are, you can make that argument, and it helps to kind of kneecap that opinion if it's adverse to you. All right, now you're going to have these experts at your hearing? You can, yeah. So Social Security uses job experts or vocational experts at most every hearing, but they also bring in medical experts at okay. times too, and they help summarize the medical records for the doctor, they help the, or for the judge, rather, and they help the judge kind of understand these complicated medical things, kind of translate it to layman terms. Okay. Um, sometimes stuff is very complicated, and if you're not a doctor, you don't have a good read on that. Um, I had a client recently that had narcolepsy as a diagnosis. Eh, not well understood outside of the medical profession. Right. There's not really a lot of physical findings that go along with narcolepsy. So a doctor's opinion about the likelihood that person would fall asleep at their desk was very helpful to the judge and very helpful to the claimant in that particular okay, case. Okay, so the, the medicos kind of have to explain to a judge uh, what it says here at the bottom. Yeah. It explains your capacity. Yeah, sometimes. That's correct. And especially you'll see this in vision hearing or vision hearings a lot of times. Right. 
because um, it's very complicated when we talk about the effects of depth perception or the ability to accommodate or focus. Right. There, there's a lot of difficult things to understand in the visual field, and so they'll employ a, a medical expert a lot of times in that hearing. All right. Um, yeah, so your doctor's at a disadvantage, um, and unfortunately that's the case. Your doctor doesn't know what Social Security is looking for in right. regards to the, the dotting the I's and crossing the T's. Um, your doctor also knows you too well. Uh -huh. And we've talked about this some before, too. You know, your doctor may say, Tom came in today, he's at baseline, continue course of care. What does that mean? I have no idea what exactly. that means. Um, <clears throat> well, I, oh, okay, so what this says to me, wrapping it all up, yeah. is the fact this is why you have someone you can sit down with who can walk you through the minefields. That's correct, that's correct. If you solicit an opinion from your doctor, Social Security is suspect of it, and having somebody that knows the regulations and can help you work around that is very beneficial. All right, there's the QR code, of course. <laughs> you can call Roy, there's the number, 812-6698, and he answers the phone at your disability rep, yeah. Roy Rickstrup. Back to you guys. Thanks so much, Tom. Lots of great advice over there. Finances can be tricky, don't do it alone.